Welcome to the Canvas Podcast. This episode was recorded on July 29, 2015. Today we have two special guests from Instructure here to talk to us about a new product called Canvas Catalog. Carly Techmeyer is a regional director with Instructure, and David Lyons is a solutions engineer. Thank you both so much for being here today. So can you tell me a little bit more about what you do at Instructure and how you came to be working on this Canvas Catalog product? Yeah, I'll actually go ahead and start. Um, my name's Carly, as Adam mentioned, and I've actually been uh, with Instructure for about three and a half years, which has been fantastic. So I uh, started out just selling Canvas to institutions across actually about 13 different states. Uh, and now we've just introduced a couple of new products, including catalogs. So it's been really exciting to learn a new product and introduce it to our current institutions along with um, prospect clients as well. So um, as new as it is for every Everyone else, it's also new to us, which makes it really fun. And how about you, David? Uh, so I've actually only been with Instructure for a little bit over three months. Um, but before that, I was an adjunct instructor and an LMS admin for the University of Colorado Denver. So I've been working with Canvas uh, and also Catalog. We were one of Catalog's first customers for, uh, I don't know, about six months um, before I, I changed my position. So I've been using the tool for for quite a few years now. So, Carly, this one's probably for you. Can you give me the elevator pitch um, for Canvas Catalog? Oh, sure, yeah. So Catalog actually came out of Canvas Network, which some people may be familiar with. Um, it's actually our MOOC platform, and we started it just to get people kind of aware of Canvas and partner with our institutions to offer some MOOCs and kind of jump on, on that gravy train. Um, but when we started playing with uh, with Canvas Network, it really was a course catalog, right? And people really liked that feel of being able to browse for courses and self-register and maybe even pay for courses if they needed to. So a lot of our institutions said, we love Canvas Network. Uh, we really want to do something that is specific to our institution. And we really are already doing some type of course catalog, but managing it on a website. And we would love a product that integrated with catalog and it was a seamless experience that didn't require kind of some back-end person having to go and load all these users in that are non-matriculated students, right? So we said, you know, what a great opportunity to take Canvas Network and turn it into an additional product that people can purchase and really uh, brand to their own institution. So that's how it came about. And as we've talked to schools, it seems like everyone has a really new, um, cool, fun ways to use Catalog that is super creative. Um, most people are looking to use it for professional development, for their staff, uh, but also using it for continuing ed outreach and a, and a lot of institutions also have corporate partnerships um, to do certificates and different types of training so they'll even use it for that uh, so it ends up being just a beautiful experience to be able to come into this environment where you can find courses uh, by searching them or browsing get a little description and then click to enroll uh, pay using an integration with PayPal or another system and then it drops you right into canvas so it really is um, a great experience and we found that people are pretty excited about it. And so um, you talked a little bit more about what it does. Um, who do you really see this being for? Which types of institutions? Is there a particular, um, a particular market that you think this is going to apply to more than others? You know, um, David, would you mind commenting on that? I probably, you probably know more about that than I do being from the edu space. 
Yeah, so the the main use that I see for this that people think of first is professional development because you know, you have this amazing learning management system in Canvas and then you as a trainer or as a faculty that trains other faculty, you think to yourself like, well, I want to teach, you know, my learners in Canvas. It's just in this case my learners are my fellow faculty and not students. So they want to have a good way for professional development courses to be listed where uh, faculty can enroll in them or staff can enroll in them. And it meets that need really well. What we're seeing more and more and what really makes sense to me as uh, institutions want to share what they're doing kind of with the broader education community is these sort of uh, like outreach courses, right? So um, let's say my institution has this amazing uh, Spanish teacher who's world renowned and he speaks at all these conferences. Well, that teacher can then go and create a MOOC or teach a course in uh, that's listed in catalog and then anybody can just show up and take that course, right? Like they don't have to matriculate and go through the whole registration process and become a student at that institution and, and go through all of that because there's this really simple public facing way for them to get in, create an account, register for a course. If there's a fee associated with it, pay for it very simply with a credit card online. And uh, a lot of these large institutions are really grabbing onto that and that's sort of setting the trend for smaller institutions that are like, hey, we have talented faculty. We have valuable things we could share with the community. And now we can put them out there where anybody can get to them and we can teach these courses to anybody who wants to take them. So it's, it, I think it kind of started um, with a lot of this internal professional development stuff. And then more and more people are realizing that by just making these courses uh, public facing, they can outreach into their community, whether that's uh, like a community college system. So they're trying to just get to their local geographical area or they want to reach students in other countries or on the other side of the planet. It's, you know, it's the internet. So the reach is infinite. With Canvas Catalog, um, do you have any vision for where this could expand or will go in the future? Or do you think that this, um, that the current scope that you're describing is is about the limitations of the product itself. So you had this code um, around from Canvas.net, and you had customers who seemed to have a need and um, and use for it. Um, so you turned it into a product. But do you see it growing and becoming something larger, or do you see it sort of just um, staying staying where it's at right now? Yes, I've worked a lot with uh, the the product manager behind Catalog and. You know, when at the time when I was a customer, you know, we were talking with them about where the product was at and where it was going. And, and now uh, working with him from this side of the fence, uh, it's absolutely still got room to grow. And they know that and they're excited about it, um, which I think is part of why it's an exciting time to be involved with a tool like Catalog. Because when it was just Canvas Network, it very much met the needs we needed it to meet because it was only, you know, we were the only people using it. And then when it became catalog and an institution started using it and we started really talking with people, we were finding out all of these interesting things they were trying to do. Um, you know, professional development in itself is a very broad topic. Like what counts as professional development at your institution versus my institution may be very different things. So we want to make sure that those needs can be met in both places um, you know, whether that's like tracking or reporting or how people can enroll or who can enroll. Um, so bringing it out into the public has helped 
show us not just that it still needs to grow, but where it needs to grow. And, and we're getting a lot of awesome feedback from the, the people who are using it. Um, and is this something where uh, you already have to be using the Canvas LMS? Can this um, be used as a standalone product for an institution? Yeah, so you do have to use Canvas. Um, it's It sits on top of a, a Canvas instance. Um, I don't know if there's any plans to make it 100% standalone where it wouldn't be associated with Canvas. Um, but right now, yeah, it's and that tight integration is really what makes it kind of easy to use as an administrator um, because all the courses, all the users and everything that's still handled by Canvas in the way any institution using Canvas is already completely familiar. So then the catalog is just the kind of the storefront, you know, the, the forward facing part of it. And that makes administration a lot simpler because instead of adding this gigantic level of administration and a whole separate LMS and everything being all different, it's an extension of what you're kind of already doing. All right. Um, so you've talked a lot about professional development and continuing education, but we haven't mentioned um, for credit courses yet. How does Canvas Catalog um, affect the way that an institution or potentially affect the way that an institution handles enrollment for um, for credit courses? So um, this is what this is an interesting thing to me because there's a lot of overlap with uh, getting into a course through catalog and getting into a course through say like banner or PeopleSoft or whatever your institution uses. And, uh, the for credit part of a course is, um, you know, what is kind of referred to as like a business rule, right? So that's what the university or community college or institution counts as a course for credit is sort of up to that institution, um, so they may offer a course that you have to sign up for through their registration process and you have to matriculate and pay money for and you get credit. And then they may offer that exact same course through catalog as like an outreach course, but you don't get credit. Um, we've been seeing that kind of thing a lot from like big name institutions like, you know, your Stanford's, your Yale's. Uh, they offer these materials so that you can get in there and, and it, it, it extends their uh, their mission of educating, but they still have to pay the bills. So if you want, you know, to get that certificate that says Stanford on it, then you have to, you know, go through and matriculate and, and do like that. Um, the good news is anything that's created through catalog has all the same data tools on the back end. So if you create a course and then you, uh, you enroll in that course through catalog as a student, all that data, all your activities, your grades and everything, it's exactly like any other Canvas course. So you can still suck that data back up into a student information system if you wanted to and use Catalog kind of as the way students get in and out of courses because all that data is exactly like any other Canvas course data because it is a Canvas course. But if an institution came and said, you know, um, I just want to use this as my, as my registration and enrollment solution, um, would you suggest that, that, um, that they continue down that path or should they probably rethink that approach? I mean, you could use it as an enrollment system, but what it's not is it's not a record system, right? So catalog and canvas, uh, there's lots of great reports. There's lots of really valuable data you can get out of there, but it's not what's typically known in the business as a system of record. Um, and that's really, uh, it's not a technological limitation so much as uh, there's just laws and, and business practices around that. So if somebody wanted to use Catalog to be the exclusive way that people enrolled in courses, 
Uh, they absolutely could, but they would still probably want to pull that data back out of Canvas into an SIS system of some kind to store their permanent records for, you know, accreditation and, and grade disputes and, and whatever other kinds of, of needs they have. Cause it's, you know, that that's what those systems are, are meant for is that permanent storage of uh, a staff's information or a, a teacher's information or a student's information. So there's nothing, there's no technical limitations preventing it, but you would have to also put in place some things to close the loop back to your student information system. Yeah, I, I would say so. But I mean, as far as, you know, getting, if I'm a student at, at Adam University and I want to enroll in some courses you're offering, then I mean, that's exactly what Catalog's best for is I, I can search through this course list, I can enroll in the courses I want to enroll in, and then where you have to log that data as the CEO of Adam University is, is you know, between you and the lawyers. All right. Um, well, we've come to the elephant in the room question, which is, uh, how much is it going to cost? Oh, yeah, I can comment on that. So it definitely varies on institution size. So uh, we have some pricing for these smaller schools, and then we have some pricing in place for bigger schools, anticipating that their usage is obviously going to be a lot higher. Um, there is a setup fee because we do, it's like an implementation just like with Canvas or any other technology, and then there's a recurring flat fee year to year. Uh, so it does vary based on usage, um, and we, we work with individual institutions to get that, that pricing up front. Um, but I would say that, you know, based on the use cases that we've seen, that people typically find that um, it is very competitive and it's definitely worth it to replace um, functions that they're doing internally currently. Uh, the one thing to keep in mind that a lot of people don't realize is that um, when they're paying for Canvas for their current Canvas customers, if you're also sending those students through catalog to register for courses, um, you're not having to double pay for those students, which is really nice. Uh, but that you end up bringing in external users for these outreach programs or for staff um, that maybe aren't faculty and don't already have a Canvas login, those would be considered additional users that would have to be licensed for. Uh, so that's kind of how the cost model works for Catalog today. Okay, so let me make sure I understand that there will be a um, an annual fee, but then there's a per, per user fee, but you're not charged for users that are already in your Canvas LMS system. Correct, yep. Sam Backert, who's um, a frequent guest host, he uh, he was curious if there was going to be a way to um, to do a payment system sort of based on usage. Sounds like that that may not be quite as necessary if you're only really paying for the extra users outside of um, your other courses um, that are already that already have enrollments. Um, but if someone did want to um, or was curious about paying based on usage. Um, it, would you say that the best way to do that is just to, is the way you have it set up to pay for those additional users and that's the usage. So you're not really getting charged for the size of your institution. You're getting charged for the amount of users that, um, that just need catalog access. Yeah, exactly. I think that that's the way it kind of scales appropriately for that usage. So there will always be a flat fee to use catalog year to year, uh, but potentially, 
depending on the users that you have in the system, then yeah, you kind of tell us for the year, here's how many people we expect to run through catalog, and of those people, only, you know, maybe 10% of those are actually non-Canvas, current Canvas users. Uh, so that's all that we would license for on the user side. Uh, but there will always be a flat fee for catalog year over year. Okay. Um, and if an institution was interested in, um, in implementing this, um, can you paint me a picture of what the impl implementation process would be like? Oh, yeah, Dave, do you want to speak to that? David, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so the implementation process uh, for Catalog is, is not very different from the implementation of Canvas. It's just, uh, one, you've presumably already been through it, right? Like most people who use Catalog have... Uh, used Canvas already, and they're extending and expanding their offerings. Um, so they're, they're probably already familiar with that process. And then to implement Catalog, um, you would work with the, the Catalog team, and they uh, you get a vanity URL. So, you know, Adam University would you know, be like adam.catalog.instructure.com. And uh, if there is actually a university like that, I hope I didn't just send a bunch of people there. And uh, <laughs> Um, so yeah, so you know, you would get your your vanity URL, and you can brand it to either maybe you have like outreach branding that's different from your main branding, or or however like that, and they help you get that rolling. And then uh, the interface, because it's it's built on top of Canvas, creating courses is already familiar to the majority of catalog users because, like I said, they've been using Canvas already. You just add in the courses that you want to be publicly available in that catalog, and uh, and you're kind of off and rolling. It's um. It's, I would say it's, it's actually simpler than a, like a university-wide Canvas implementation just because it tends to be uh, more focused and more specific in, in its use cases. I mean, if an institution's curious about getting more information, where's the best place for them to go to, to read up more about it? We do have some information on our website, which is canvaslms.com, and there's a link to go to catalog. We have a video and some information there. But beyond that, I would definitely recommend they get in touch with their account managers, who will then link them up with their catalog reps who can provide demos and meet with their teams to talk about um, how they might use it at their institution. Okay, so that if they did want to go through and sign up, um, that would be the process. Start with your customer success manager for Canvas? Yep, that's what I would recommend. And then is it available now? It is for everyone. <laughs> so it's, it's available and ready to go. So if you're interested in uh, providing students, um, faculty, and, and sounds like just about anybody all across the world access to some of your course offerings, then uh, look into Canvas Catalog. Um, get in touch with your customer success manager or head over to canvaslms.com and get more information about it. Um, is there anything else that we didn't cover that you wanted to talk about? Um, I mean, the only thing that I, I think about Catalog that's kind of interesting that some institutions consider, but not everyone tends to to think this way because of the traditional you know, matriculation and enrollment process is you can offer a course through Catalog that you also offer, uh, let's say, on ground or online to your matriculated students and charge separately for it. So if I want to take Math 1000 from Adam University and, and just brush up on my Algebra 1 skills, um, I can have that course be offered for a nominal fee, say like $100, instead of having to matriculate and pay for matriculation and then enroll in a program and go through all of this kind of rigmarole um, if I just want to do some kind of lifelong learning on my own. And that's what we're seeing with a lot of this professional development is 
if I build an amazing professional development program that I offer to my faculty, I can turn around and put that course into catalog and let anyone take it and, you know, charge a fee for it. So now not only am I getting more users in there, people are getting trained up, but it's kind of like an additional revenue stream into my program or into my institution. Um, So you've got a lot of kind of flexibility in, are we going to use this for marketing or outreach or professional development or internal, or is this going to be another way to make uh, some additional money for our institution? But you don't have to limit it to any one of those. You could do all of them. Now, if we just knew some institutions who were looking for um, additional revenue streams. I'm sure we can find one or two. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's a really good point. All right. Well, I want to thank you both so much for your time, uh, for for being here today and telling me more about Canvas Catalog. Um, I think there are a lot of people out there who are interested, um, but they really needed something like this. They just needed to um, to to hear some people who are in the trenches of Canvas Catalog um, talk about it and 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 hear it from from your side of things. So, um, thanks so much for being here. Thanks yeah. for having us, Adam. Yeah. Thanks very much.